We going. Check, 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 check. The place is here. The time is now. You are tuned into the lunch table. You got Savor on the mic, and I have some special guests in the building. Please introduce yourselves. What's up, man? It's R O N F Diesel. Diesel. You know. Yeah. In the house. Yeah, and it's uh, R O N F Hydro. You know. Diesel and Hydro, man. R O N F. That acronym, man. Tell us what that means. The acronym stands for Real Ones Never Fold, you know. Real ones never fold. I can dig actually, it. Um, Who made it? Like, where did that come from? That came from actually me and a, a ex, I guess, member um, when I was trying to do a group. Um, it was a line he actually said, you know, and I, man, it just hit me when he said it, you know, and I just ran with it, you know. I was like, that's that's gonna be the what we bought. Sound like an entity within itself, man. That yeah, shit man. dope. It's, that it's really a lifestyle, man. It's really you know a state of mind and. It's just how it says, real ones never fold, no matter what type of pressure you're under, whether it's mental strain, you know, worldly strain, physical strain, you just got to stay up and stay, stay, stick to your as soon as y'all, As soon as y'all walked in the building, man, I became a fan of all y'all because of y'all diversity, man. When did y'all meet? Like, how did y'all all meet? So, all right, uh, our homeboy, actually, a mutual friend, Yeah. he, uh, I used to work with him, so... Uh, we was music like, shit or like, like he, no, like I used to work at a Lorica with him. Okay. Yeah. So he was like, "Yo, I do music and shit too." So I was like, "Okay, bet I'm finna pull up on you." Hop on it. I'm we with finna, that shit. We finna Take get the it. Type you shit. know. And then he was like, "Yo, I want you to meet my boy Matt." You know, I was like, "Is that right. him?" Yeah. Okay, that, I know it was Diesel. Diesel. I'm like, "What Diesel, Diesel, is Matt?" Yeah, no, nobody knows. <laughs> but yeah, like I was like. Shit, alright, shoot, and then he we all linked up. It was a rap, and it was a rap ever okay. since then, bro. Yeah. I had we him been on clicked a, up. One of my very first tracks off of my very first project, uh, "Call Me Crazy." Uh, did a song reminiscent with him. Mm-hmm. He was on the hook, and man, it was a like I said, it's been a rap ever since, man. Yeah, you know, we've been I can dig it. kicking it and you know creating. When did you start? When did you start your whole path on this music shit? I started when I was about 16, I would say about 2010, 2011 I started. And really, it started as, without me even realizing it, it started as an outlet from watching my grandfather pass from cancer. And I just, you know, I couldn't do nothing. Uh, but So it became therapeutic. Therapeutic. But I didn't, I wasn't really realizing that at the time, what I was doing. I was more in it for like, oh man, I want, I want the attention, man. Yeah. I want the women after me. I want the money that comes with it not really realizing like it's a whole path to it it's a it's not just going like fall in your lap yeah. and ain't nobody gonna give it to you but through that and realizing that throughout my journey with music i realized you know it's something i love and i'm gonna do it no matter what what about That's you man? when did you start man. did you start when you met them or you no so them? i've been singing in churches choirs everything bro since i was five years old okay so i've been in the music scene. singers barely come through here so now you got me intrigued on what you can do man. yeah I get a lot so of rappers like when i i've been i've been doing it for like i said since i was five so with my grandmother being in the music industry with my grand uh my grandfather you know I was always in the church scene mm-hmm. so with me singing and stuff it was it just came naturally yeah and then i was like well mm-hmm. shit, i can sing so let me try to get this rapping shit down and i started rapping 
And now I just do both. That's so. What's yeah. That's what's up. Diesel, yeah. for the people that don't know you, man, give us a brief, not a brief, give us a full background on the people, for the people, on you. Where you from? We already went over how you got started, but where you from? Like you say, your influences and all that shit, man. Give us a background on who you are. Man, I am. I'm from Pensacola. I'm from Myrtle Grove. You know, went to you know. You born and raised out here? Yeah, I was born and raised out here. True. Yeah, true you true know. Shit. Same too. No, no. I'm uh, I'm from Detroit, bro. Yeah. yeah. Word. I'm from Detroit. I moved to Alabama, and then uh, like six years ago. Yeah. I moved. I moved down here to Florida to come take care of my grandmother. Are the vibes really different as far as like Oh man, music vibes? Yeah. Bro, it's totally different. Like Where would you prefer? Me? Yeah. I'm very diverse in mm-hmm. anything I do. Like I can do I can go do the mute do the Detroit style. Mm-hmm. I can do the you know, the New Orleans style, you know, whatever. But to me like personally it's not a it's not a a choice i just whatever it comes just whatever to. i something something yeah. i can vibe to i'm gonna do You're it good at adapting That's yeah sure. who are some of your influences man mm, some of my real big influences are you know um biggie was uh really the one that got me rapping you know Cliche. i heard yeah <laughs> but now nah, i was fuck with you <laughs> going going to that story man we talked about it a little bit uh, man. Going to that story. what's crazy about it is oh I know it is cliche for Biggie, but only reason it is is because, you know, I was living with, around the time I was about 16 or 17, started rapping. I was, uh, my uncle, he's got a box and has like a old baseball cards and stuff, and he had an old scratched up Biggie CD, you know, ready to die Word. with the baby on it. And I was First like, one. man, what is Biggie, dog? First yeah, you know, because at that time I was on Park, you know, shout out, you know, no disrespect to Park, ain't no. Ain't no East or West, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. They both were greats. Mm-hmm. But Biggie influenced me to actually want to step up to the mic. Just seeing this big, black, you know, not necessarily physically attractive yeah. dude, you know. With someone common. Yeah, yeah, I had co- similarities with him. I felt, I felt, you know, as much as I can with somebody, with a, with a black yeah. man in Brooklyn. I understand. You know? So... And man, I popped that into my grandma's Camry after I had got my license, man. Got the Camry. No, <laughs> the Camry. Even the speed passed that like we hit the Camry. Hey, I had one bro. too, dog. Oh shit. I had no one. One of y'all in the group. <laughs> and uh bro, I man, I played that that whole C D must have been at least six. Favorite months. track off Ready to Die. Oh, um the song with Red Man, what is it? Um no, not Red Man, Method Man. Uh, fuck the world, don't ask me for okay. shit. Cause everything you get, okay, you got to work okay, hard okay, for it. Okay. Honey, shake your hips, you don't stop. And hey. niggas pack the clips, keep balling, bitch. I hear it, I hear it, yeah, I hear it. What about you? So who are some of your influences? So with me, like I said, I grew up in the church scene. So I grew up with... Yolanda Adams? No, no, <laughs> like Marvin Gaye, Marvin Sapp, Al Green... You know, old school singers. Yeah, and you say Marvin Gaye, that's God tier right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> up a, up a echelon. Okay. Like, that's yeah. who I look to in my singing path. Mm. Now, when it came to rap, oh, Pac all the way, bro. Like, because I can relate more to Pac. Yeah. In what you ways? Know, in the ways of getting locked up, you know. 
being on your own at a young age, like, and then looking to music as, yo, this is going to be my outlet. Mm. But at the same time, I real life got a passion for this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So ain't nothing wrong with that, boy. With that, and then as I got older, I should say, the more I sing, mm-hmm. you know, I started getting into like Kirk Franklin and, you know, Eddie James, you know, and um, like. Um, Sidebar, like quick LeGray. digression. I feel like, regardless of the genre, I feel like Kirk Franklin is just one of the greatest composers of all time. Oh, right? absolutely. Man, true, true. And yeah. anybody who can work with any choir is a number one in my book. Yeah, I don't right. care who it is. Right. No, you know respect, what I'm saying? Respect. I feel the same way. But yeah, that's that's pretty much who I grew up with. Things yeah. like that. Looking back to you. I mean, and besides Biggie, you know, definitely got to give a shout out to like 90s R&B and old school R&B because of mm. uh, Bill Withers. He was mm. very, very big influence of mine, you know. Chill, very, very just his voice, man. It like really, you know, hearing "Ain't No Sunshine" or "Grandma's Hands" or just figuring out how deep his influences actually yeah. ran. Like how many songs he actually wrote, man. Like he was big for me. Um, Joe to see, you know, Drew Hill, like very big influences of mine. Like, and I love the diversity and, of genres. Uh, oh yeah, I love and, that um, bro. No, my number one female R and B singer is Lauren Hill, bro. Off top, nah, I gotta bro. say, I gotta get it to um, for for I me. Mean, I love Lauren Hill, and off skill, she is she is mm-hmm. up echelon. But it's like she has one solo album. That's the Miseducation. Yeah, right. she didn't do great, a whole lot. But it is great. She has Fuji's works, but it's like the it, people that actually did put in that work and are talented too. As far as artistry, yeah. she does both. Exceptionally, yeah, that's why I'm gonna give it facts. to Lauren Hill. But I can't give her the best thing about time. Nah, I'm, I'm with you on that one, dog. Yeah. That's just me. Oh, Don't that's get me wrong. It's, subject- it's, it's probably not. It's probably not the best. Everything single, is subjective. Yo, she's man. definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She's definitely in my top. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like she's definitely in my top though. Cause you know Whitney. I mean, but the fact that she can do oh, bro, both. Yeah, like, yeah she yeah, can she rap can. and sing great. And she can step up to that mic. You with. feel me? Like she like, can do it great. It, it just Off it's like it comes naturally to it, bro. Just like not real shit, easy. But now so, we talking about genres and shit. Going to your music in its entirety, what genre would you put yourself into? I definitely put mine in hip hop. You know, because me specifically, I think there is a difference between rap and hip hop. Mm. Go you deeper. Know, Elaborate. Um, rap is it. It's like what it is. It's, it's you know things that. And I think that started kind of around the era of Lil Wayne, you know. That's when, I don't want to say Lil Wayne. Uh, I would rather say kind of like, it started getting towards more rap around like Nelly's era, if that's a good inference, like the early 2000s. You saying as far as the actual mainstream music? Exactly, exactly. Because hip-hop is, in my mind, is like Biggie, is like Pac, okay. is where it is okay. necessarily a little more so, it's a little more relatable stuff to things black people were going through. So you do exactly think, like, are you saying the genre of rap is more so closer to pop? I would necessarily say that. And hip-hop is like more secluded. I would say hip hop is more the soul, 
you know, mm-hmm. of the actual genre, mm-hmm. whereas rap is more like the flashy things, the physical embodiment, I guess you could say, you know, where, you know, but it, but don't get me wrong, I, I got love for all of it, yeah. you know, ain't, ain't no hate when I say that. It's just, it's just my, my personal opinion from literally studying the greats and see mm-hmm. literally not necessarily being there for the change in yeah. it, in the sound of hip hop yeah. to rap, in my opinion. I say we like the middle children. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Like we not too old to be an old head. We are not too young to be fucking with these new nigga shit. Yeah, right, right in the middle. Like, to where we seen both. We yeah. can, you know, what I'm saying we can choose what we want to fit I in. I just I can't do that mumble rap stuff, bro. Like I all respect to them because they they, they make this money, shit great. That's what sells. Yep. That's they make this shit great and it sells. But but me, like I just don't have a ear for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Like I need to be able to hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So I can grasp it like, yo, that shit was dope as fuck. Well, my big, my my personal opinion on you know as far as mama rapping, rapping these actual like four, three last three or four years with mm-hmm. the rise of you know XXX and Juice mm-hmm. World and you know rappers of that sort, is people don't necessarily want to hear intricate bars anymore. They want a vibe. And then with the artists that you named, it's like. They were depressed the whole time. So, right, like, the yeah, motherfucker right. want to hear depressed shit. I mean, and yeah. then look what happened to them on top of that. So, but I do give, you know, props to them because they were touching on subjects a lot of, lot of rappers are scared to touch, you know. But, you know, rest in peace to them because it didn't have to go like that. And, you know, I just, I want better for the whole genre as it is. I can dig it. Especially here in the city. You personally, give me your top five, dead or alive. I'm doing it. Top five, man. Ooh. Ooh. Top five for me. Uh, I'm gonna start from five. Is uh, as far as rappers, dead or alive. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Um, I'll have only to say, because you put your genre as hip hop. Right. Now, if okay. you said you're multiverse, multi genre, you know, unbox shit. I would have said right. Multi, multi genre. Number five is a uh, Scarface. Mm, Houston, okay. a big influence of mine. Okay. Number four, mm, me personally, I have to say J Cole, but that's because J Cole influenced he's me. He's worthy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, he's, J. Cole, not only does he do numbers, but he does stuff that is relatable to mm. so many different people. Yeah. So that's why I give that to him. Three. Boy, it sounds cliche too, but hmm, I would say M. Yeah. M. That's very cliche, but M. And I don't mean just because like I necessarily like m- m- fuck with M like that because I I really don't, you I know. Mean, but it, it's, it's your it's, list. But why would you put an artist on your list that you don't fuck with? It's his influence. Okay. You know, I pay attention to everything as far as the game and as far as rap game and. Bro, Eminem made it, made it, you know, okay for a, a white dude hate. to step up to this mic and be like, I can't hate, you know. He ain't my favorite white rapper, but I can't hate. Oh, no, no, there's plenty. Mac Miller's personally my favorite white rapper. Rest in peace, rest in that, peace. That's man. my yeah. person. But there's been odes, you know, even before Eminem, there's a rapper called Idea. Okay. Yeah. And that was before him. Shit, MC, no, MC Search. Yep. Before him. Shout out. Um, I'm more of an action Bronson type nigga myself. Ooh. 
That man right there is so eclectic, man. I can't. <laughs> bro, he's very. It took me a while to really grasp him and get on to him, but once it's I cool. did, it was it it's was cool. a wrap, bro. He's, yeah. he's he's. I like that sound. It's, it's, I like that weird sound. Yeah. Um, second. Mm, oh, UGK. If that's possible, I'll to take put, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. that's that's just one of my it. biggest influences. I can't believe definitely. I Rest even piece the pimp. Loot the bun. I definitely take it. Uh, and it took again. It took me so long to grasp what they were on. Did and what pimp was before on. you give your number one? Did y'all hear about the verses? Them verses. Uh, eight ball and MJG. Who do y'all got? Oh, UGK off top. Of course, bro. But <laughs> the eight ball and MJG because they do their thing, hey. but. And there's no. a lot of people saying eight ball and I'm gonna get it. I'm like, what, what, what candy? Mm-mm. Nah, come on, bro. <laughs> nah, nah, respect the respect the Memphis. Respect the Memphis, but yeah, but nah, nah y'all not yeah, they they not I killing mean, the underground candy. Nah, no, no way, bro. Riding dirty. Your number one. Exactly, they got too much. International right, yeah. players. Uh me personally, it's gonna be Biggie, just because the influence oh, yeah. Biggie had on me. Even if he only was, you know, alive long enough to only drop two to three albums worth of material is the whole fact 20, 30 years later, just like Pike, he has mm-hmm. an influence. And like my placement of them on my list is not anything personal or no, anything. It's it's, list, well, it, it is personal, but it's not a not a dash or anything yeah. to their actual talent or anything because everybody is... Alright, so my top five... My number five is probably going to be Smokey Norfolk. Okay, I and, need and you now. Yeah, because like <laughs> I said, once again, I grew, grew up, up in, in the church. In the church, so Taking me back. Okay. That was something without one of the first songs I started singing. I need you now. I need you now. Um then I probably have to say Anthony Hamilton. True. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I guess I could say. Yeah, I was trying to think about it. Like, Luda. And the reason Luda is because even though I'm from up north, it's just something about that dirty south type vibe. When I was, I'm not going to lie, he was my first favorite rapper. Like, I don't, bro. It it just, I felt like Luda had a different flow than everybody else. Like that shit was just so smooth, and it was, but it was aggressive. Yeah. But it was right. smooth. Mm-hmm. Like okay, I yeah. fucks with Luda him. Luda was different. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, number two. I don't even know. Like Wayne, definitely Wayne. Yeah, I mean, he's a great, he's a legend. It's Wayne. Yeah, and then he brought up this this new generation of rappers, literally, yeah. bro. So. And my point exactly. Yeah. And then he started doing this rock rap shit, and it just Do y'all to think me that was like smart for him. No. Not at all. I really don't. Even though Rebirth had a couple okay tracks, yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. And even on Carter Three, he had that one song, "Playing with Fire." Playing with Fire, and that's they took it off. Um, why? Off of what? The Carter Three? 
Like if you if you look on like streaming platforms, I know I've searched for playing for playing with fire for years. They took it off the card of three as far as streaming platforms. Yeah, it's not it's not on the like, card. I'm not tripping. That was my I'm not tripping. That was my favorite. But like that was a song that solidified. I don't Wayne know what the like, fuck is. I don't know what happened. Great. But my favorite song on the card of three, of course, is Mrs. Officer. Mm, oh yeah. Bobby Valentino, Bobby bro. Like, what happened to that cat? That boy. I don't know. Some scandals, like, I believe. It's just no. <laughs> with Bobby V. Yeah, I, I want to say I want to say some trannies here. And there, I, I heard what? Yeah, I'm, yo, yeah, yeah. look that up. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Look that up. Yeah, yeah. We ain't even talk about it, but no, yeah, man. that's, what, that's <laughs> that, what happened with Bobby V. Well, he can keep it at that, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. That, yeah, that was one of my favorite songs, bro. And then, um. We got number one. Number one is Pop, uh, Dear that? Mama, because I had a lot of personal, you know, family issues going on. When uh, as I was younger, years old, kicked out on the streets. No, I like, like, no, dead ass. Like I was into selling drugs at uh, seven years old. You know, doing reckless ass shit yeah. at a young age in Detroit. Mm. So. When I heard Dear Mama, I don't know, it just like spoke to me, you know, especially I got uh, put in the foster system. Uh, I got adopted and all this stuff. But, you know, looking back on personal, it. But did you ever like meet your real parents? Yeah, I did. Uh, well, my mother, um, I definitely met her, you know, rest in peace to her. She passed in 09. But at the same time. You know, it makes you look at things different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, in what ways though? But like, okay, so like, I had to grow up real, real quick. I had to take care of my brothers. Like, I'm, I was being a whole grown ass man at the age of nine years old. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, it, it, it forces you to mature quicker, mature differently, react to things a different way than like. I could be like, oh yeah, I was a street nigga this and street nigga that, but at this point in my life, I'm yeah. more of like, yo, I did that, but this is how I am yeah. now because this is what I've been through, so I'm gonna make myself better. The you glory be saying? to God, boy. To me, that yeah. that sounds like Facts. trauma. Fact, man. Talk, that sounds like trauma. You talking about outside <laughs> in the cold. Seven inches of snow. I don't, I don't hear that you know no other way. Like, oh, he was thugging that now. Nah, that sound like trauma. Nah, right? bro. Like, yeah. I did it, but yeah, but like I said, man, I overcame By the it. Grace of God, my dog. That's that's it. It ain't nobody for but sure, God, for bro. Sure, for sure, for sure. But nah, Hydro, appreciate you being here. Now nah, I want to hear from your producer. Oh yeah, where you at? Oh, Fresco, where come at? on, get over here. Ask him a couple, and I'm gonna ask you a couple. Yes, right sir, yes, Go ahead and talk to the people one time. This this the guy that puts the buttons. Exactly, oh, bro. The buttons. This, the, this <laughs> the dude who does all my mixing. He's the executive producer for my first project and my, which is called Call Me Crazy, and my project that's coming out on the 28th, mm -hmm. which is gonna be called Brighter Days. You know. Go ahead and tell the people. Give who are you? So my name is. I guess I'm known by a couple of different names. Uh, Fabio, Fresco. Some people call me Felipe. Yeah. That's got nothing to do with me. That's just, just happened. Uh, but yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So how long have you been producing? Uh, so I don't actually. Well, at times I will actually like produce a beat. Uh, I mainly do the producing on the side of um, visuals and shit. Yeah, yeah, like giving hints on, on like certain things, like hey, you know, dub this vocal, or how about we cut this part out, add a couple of these harmonies here and there. Um, that's always just something that kind of I felt like, just from the influence I had of listening to music growing up, that you know you don't. In a way, there's some people that learn that, you know, but then when you grow up being influenced and listening to music, it just you just hear it, mm-hmm. you know, and somebody like Diesel comes along who's into a lot of the same things that I grew up listening to and just fits that perfectly. When did y'all link up? When did y'all meet, man? Uh, it was a few years ago. Yeah, we actually, funny story behind that is uh, I met through, same dude I met. Through Hydro, you know, my homie Jeremy, shout out J Cuba. Yeah, that, that's, that's sound like you need to be here. Goddamn, he the link. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, right shout out to my dog. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I think he's working right now. But yeah, I met through Jeremy, I met a cat named Rome B, you know, who was actually on my first project, uh, Call Me Crazy, on a song called Jetpack, which I did with Fresco. Now, throughout this time, you know, I thought me and Rome B were going to get up and, you know, be do, doing a lot of stuff musically. But Ron B kind of like, you know, just kind of ducked off and did his thing, you know. And do you think it's because people get get caught up in instant gratification that they don't want to grind it out? I believe so at times, but uh, among other things, you know. Yeah. But like I said, real ones never fall. If you love this music, mm-hmm. like how I love this music, it's not gonna be. It's gonna be for that internal gratification, not for necessarily external. I like that. You know, like things people are going to be able to bring to you or tell you, oh, your music's good. Man, nine out of ten people ain't going to like what you're doing. You know, it's yeah, just the whole fact. Yeah. That one person that does is going to be worth it. But yeah. how I met Fabio is, I went in there, met him through Rome B. And, you know, even though Rome B kind of fell off with both of us, me and him just had a connection where, yeah. you know, First, for me, it was like I, he was the first real engineer I met in the city who, you know, I felt actually cared about engineering my song correctly, didn't just want to charge me, oh, you know, $50, $50 for an hour and just, hated that shit. and just get me out yeah, of the door. Trash. You know, and the mix come out trash. Trash. I you know, he, he was the first one I met who, besides actually having, you know, experience in the industry and engineering experience and all that and went to school for it. He actually cared about the sound. He actually cared about what was coming out of his studio mm-hmm. and coming out of his work. And I can definitely respect that, man. And from there, it's been a wrap, man. Like I did literally 90% of my last project with him. He's done literally 95% of this project. I mean, Shout out to I you, literally work with nobody else. except. Shout out to you, bro. You sound like the mastermind. <laughs> May I ask you, what so, is your five-year plan? Five-year plan? As far as what? Period. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, you know, I I still work a day job, so I hope to be in five years in a better position within the company I work for, you know. Um, definitely would like to own a home, you know. Or, you know, I actually just moved out of my actual people's spot, so, you know, it just it just takes steps. Progression, you, nigga, that sounds like progression to me. That's it, man. Keep going. Know, uh, five-year plan, definitely move out of state. 
you know, by at least within two to three years, definitely move out of state. Uh, if not to Atlanta, somewhere that's a little more musically oriented. Poppin'. Exactly. More poppin', I feel but, you. but in the same sense that I want to, you know, I'm still going to rep for Pensacola. I'm still going to tell people, yeah, I'm from for Pensacola, sure. Florida. You know, for like sure. this is what's, what's coming. And I, and I just want to surprise the world with it. You know, hopefully, maybe in five years, you know, settle down, you know, something like that in nature. But other than that, man, I just, I just want to keep grinding, man. And live my That's best what's life. up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, get into it, man. Introduce your music, man. We ain't talk about it yet. Tell the people about your project, your music that just dropped. The music that's coming up this month, man. Gonna spill the beans. Yo, all right. Uh, this this project I'm dropping right now, brighter days. You know, coming out January 28th. You know, this is kind of my my evolution because my first project um, you know I dropped about 13 tracks but five of them I couldn't even like put on because they were on other people's beats like I did a remix over um, Tribe uh, with the, that song with J. Cole the artist Boz did I did a, a freestyle to a few other tracks yeah. um, and I couldn't put those out I could only put actually eight tracks and even those some of those tracks I didn't own to beats and so you couldn't monetize like you wanted to yeah you know I couldn't really push it how I wanted to because I didn't want to you know risk copyright infringement and you know but this track is I mean this new project is I own everything that I can on it you know nothing is like sample all the samples have been cleared you know beats have been leased you know all this is like original stuff from me and push the artist shit. on it push that and shit. it's every single track is pushed you know this is where I put my money into you know my time my sweat you know my emotions investments, investments and, it, and man it, it was really just you know my my pain filled letter about 2020 and 2019 and then in like 2019 these last two years because 2020 was not a good year mm, and, you know i mean towards the end of it you know that you know shout out because you know that's when shit started kind of like building up a little better at least for me personally if not for the world and that's what this brighter days is about man it's no matter what you're gonna see clouds you're gonna it's gonna be night but it's gonna be a brighter day eventually and you just gotta hold fast hold fast to that state of mind you know and that idea and just push on real ones never fold i can mm -hmm. dig it i can exactly. dig it yeah. any closing remarks man any shout out shout out anyone you can think of man do it now spill it uh shout out you know fat boy sandwiches first yeah. off, hey, you it's know. a sandwich <laughs> shot you know it yes sandwich shot. shout out you know shout out you savo i appreciate you having you me know save on you the know. mic the lunch table in the building right oh, shout out fresco recording shout out you know jay cuba hydro yeah. you know Shout out, you know, all artists in the city. That's from Big Bone, Boneface, hey. to the the little artists, you know, who, you know, don't nobody really know about. You know, shout out Hoffa Beats. Shout out Bam Marzelli. Well, Hoffa Hard, no? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I well, fuck everybody. Shout Half out Wyatt truth, Coleman, you know. Shout out Jody Joe. Shout out Rashawn Starworth. You know, really, shout out bro. Mother Color. Link up. You know, uh, Luke Starworth, you know, Luke 1817, man. So, so many talents. Y'all him? Y'all him? Yeah. Shout him out. <laughs> but nah, real shit. You got any shout outs? Hydro, you got some shout outs, man? Come on. Come on. I seen him back there. You, you know, you got Nah, you good, bro. Hey, look, I just want to shout out my motherfucking grandma, bro. Hey. Shout out Grandma Tootie. Yeah, you know, without her, bro, hey, this would be a dark path and. 
Yeah, just keep it pushing, yo. She make the best yeah. collard greens you ever taste, though. Mmm. Mmm. Nobody else taller beans except Grandma Tootie. I don't care. Tell my grandma. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but dead ass yo, uh, like I said, shout out three one three Detroit. But I'm down south now, so straight eight five zero status. You feel me? That's what we do. Salute. All right, all right, all right. Any last words? Y'all good? Um, I'll say from an outsider's yeah. perspective, the the growth that I've seen with Diesel since the day I met him. Mm-hmm has been it's come a long way and and that that goes out to really anybody doing music because when a project comes out you don't realize because because they don't have it made you know they don't have all the money in the world or anything damn right and you don't realize how much work money and time because these artists have to pay for everything they got to pay to lease the beat they got to pay to record they got to pay to put the music out, to promote it, yep. pay for the artwork, and and the return is so little. Mm-hmm. But like when I first met him, he he went from having a passion for music, and I saw that, to now actually working. And you don't like it does take steps, and you don't get that far. But eventually, one step to another yeah. will create a pathway. Like you were and saying, the man's about that internal gratification. Not right. Instant. That's it. Yeah, so I just, like, I think I think everybody here has seen how much work and time you've put into this. And I know that when you put out an album, it's more than just, here's some music. There's so much behind it. And I know a lot of people who are close to you. They give you flowers, boy. See, yeah. see it <laughs> so much better, you know. But, like, but, yeah, and and... Not just you, but I have seen how in this area a lot more people are taking it from the hobby to trying to make it serious, and that's cool to see. That's yeah, what's up, man? That's what's a lot up. of talent here, man. It's time we it's time we put Pensacola on the map in a Pensacola fashion. You know, I one, hear that. one thing I I do want to say is like for any artists out there wanting to collab, wanting to do anything like that. Or just anybody thinking about taking out rap, understand, man, or, you know, you're going to be you, you know, and do what you play to your strengths. And one thing I, I think a lot of artists in the city need to understand, and one thing I had to learn is, man, we're not going to be Atlanta. We're not going to be Los Angeles. We're not going to be none of them other cities, man. We're going to be Pensacola. You know, we got to play to our strengths, and at the end of the day, we got to come together and show them what this city is capable of. Collaboration over competition. I can yeah, dig exactly. it. Yeah. In the last words, y'all done said it. Yeah, we out of here. The place to sit the time is now. I appreciate y'all for being here, man. This has been the lunch table. Introduce yourself one more time. You know, R-O-N-F Diesel, D-E-E-Z-L-E. In the house, real ones. Fresco. Fresco. Of course, we got Hydro going. Oh, yeah. R-O-N-F. <clears throat> Shit, excuse me. Good, uh, good. R-O-N-F Hydro, yeah, yeah, you know. All right, all right. Bro, appreciate y'all coming through. Appreciate you having We are out of this bitch. Yep.